podcast. What is a podcast? Who's a podcast? What what is a podcast? <laughs> I'm a podcast. You're a podcast. <laughs> Alright, today we are going into the second part of Excalibur, the cross time caper, with us, Tashrul, and also someone else. Say hi. That's me. I'm Fi. Uh, I I have been roped into this once again. Though I I think we should say this technically isn't the, it's the second part of our coverage of the cross time caper, but this is technically part three, like whatever. Part three and four. Yeah, part three and four. Rick, it's a lot loopier all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, fucking, yeah, jumping right into that fucking uh, issue 14. Fucking the cover to this is so fucking, like, <laughs> generically superhero. Um, where it's just a bunch of superheroes fighting. Yeah, they all they all just going towards towards our our uh, our Blorbos. Yes. Oh no, not our precious Blorbos. Also, if you you pay attention, some of these superheroes look a little different. Yeah. Well, like yeah, when you zoom out to the full double image, it's like, like, like it's like Loki, Thor, um, fucking Daredevil looks like a dope for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like he has an, like an umbrella. Um, uh, Quicksilver is a fat joke. Yes. Um, fucking Captain America has a gun and is like a ghoul. Yeah. Um, fucking um, what's his name? Uh, Modok is like an egg. Yeah. Yeah. What's good about the cover is all the normal looking ones are on the actual front of the comic. Yes. And they leave all the weirdos for the back. Yeah. Um. What's this? What's her name? The like the hair woman. Um. Medusa. Medusa. She's like a. She's an Inhuman, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Back when Inhumans were just a weird Kirby thing. (laughs) As it should have stayed. Yes. Back when Marvel owned the rights to both X Men and uh, and the Inhuman, but bef- but before they also owned the rights to uh, X Men and the Humans. God. And then that little middle part where they didn't. Yeah. It was bad. That weird bit where they tried to like retcon all of the X Men out. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they didn't own the rights, the movie rights to them, so they just uh, we'll just push the Inhumans instead. Um, fucking Silver Surfer is a silver skateboarder instead, which I think is a funny joke. And Angel has a little halo. Yes. And he's praying. <laughs> Angel's the worst of all possible things. Catholic. Yeah. Now now he's both rich and Catholic. It's the worst. Um, but yeah, so we return back to uh, England, uh, if it was epic. Uh, Back to anachronism stew. Yeah. It's so anachronistic in this one. There's like... Because it's it's a bunch of people that are all like there for the wedding. And there's like... Like people from all over the world. But like... Like dressed up kind of like a native garb. But also wearing like sunglasses and shit. Mm. That giant ogre Elvis is there. Yeah. (laughs) That, the, Ogre Elvis has an anthrax shirt on. <laughs> and of course, it's still being recorded by the BBC. It's just yeah. 
actually insane. Um, but yeah, it's fun. They finally managed to get uh, Rachel into a into like a a, a lady dress. Um, she she is not happy about it. It is it is you know ruining her her butch uh, butch creds. <laughs> she still looks great in it. Yeah. Um, uh, unlike Butch, the the ogre. <laughs> who is like in a tuxedo yes oh he's great it's it's like a whole like uh he's he's there and he's like oh no hard feelings <laughs> chum but of course because brian is a physical comedy magnet he like pats him on the back uh and it like slams him into the food uh arrangement <laughs> the, yeah. into the buffet yeah you 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 cannot keep this this man away from a bit. It's true. He is physically attacked by physical if, comedy. If, if there's any physical comedy anywhere within like a mile radius, he will be attracted to it. Fucking Kitty storms off because uh, Alistair and uh, Rachel are dancing together, yeah. um, which I still fucking hate. Um, yeah. Uh. Kurt and Megan do some dancing and she turns blue and, and like Brian's like do they think I don't notice? <laughs> Look, I know I'm dull, but I'm not that dull. Come on. <laughs> it's just it's real strong. Um Christ. But yeah, the, the Nazi train no longer is a Nazi train. They've painted it up. It looks much better. Yeah, it's like a cool Captain Britain train now. Yeah. I love that they, like, fixed the train, but it, like, isn't on any tracks, so it's just, like, an entirely stationary train. Yeah. Just slowly singing into the turf. Yeah. God. It's really... I mean, it's fantasy. They don't have fantasy trains. Not yet, at least. <laughs> Not in this one. Um. There, there's a lot of trying to figure out how to make Widget work so they can get back home. Yeah, they, they yeah, the... Rate like uh, they just have no idea how this little little silver muppet head works at all, mm-hmm. and also it's just chewing at all the 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 cool like fabric of everything like it's a a dog, just eating everything. It's like okay, I'm gonna give you food. I, it's is food what makes you teleport? We get like a shot that's like in widget vision, and it looks crazy. Yeah, it, it does. It's like this weird abstract like thermal uh, like coloring. Mm. It's it's really fucking cool. Hey, um, put a pin in that. Nice. I, I do like for like <laughs> twenty episodes. Yippee. <laughs> um, fucking, I love like Rachel storming to the train and like molecularly reshaping her dress into her outfit, <laughs> like as yeah. she's storming away. Yes, because it turns out uh, Nigel uh, Forbisher is the worst in every single universe. <laughs> He's a universal constant that he is a fucking creep. Um, and he had some illicit thoughts about her. So he, like, gets the, like, tar and feather treatment, basically. Yeah. First she rearranges herself to look cool again, and then she rearranges his him to tar and feather him and put pig on him. Yeah, I do... I do really like the, um, it's like, hey, hey, Rachel, that was at a line. And then it was like, no, you should have saw what he thought about me. And then 
Brian's like, I'll kill him myself. <laughs> like, I like that. I will rip him apart. And then Rachel's like, come on, no, I, I'm being good. You can't be bad for me. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I get to be bad. Yeah, otherwise this relationship doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know, but it's still cute. I, I do like the, it like, is- I'll, <laughs> I'll murder the bum. It is good. And, and, and as she's, you know, you know, flaring out her um, phoenix powers, it turns out that's what Widget needs. Yeah, it just needs a bunch of energy. Yeah. Needs to slurp up that phoenix juice. Yeah. And and then they uh, disappear into yeah. in a cool, you know, uh, back to the future way. And I, I do love the last, like, little bit of it is, like... Uh, Nigel being a shit, so uh, Butch just like smacks him upside the head, and everybody's like, "Yeah, he deserved that." Oh, Butch, you you were the best of us. Um, oh man, this actual like, and this like this gets us to the actual thing that's happening in this issue, and this issue is insane. <laughs> yes. Uh, they get back to what they think is like the normal ass lighthouse. Um, like, yeah, we did it. We got back to our own, to- like, like, uh, version of reality. But then, like, a giant, like, sonic boom goes off and, like, g- gigantic tsunami tidal waves, like, completely envelop over the island. Yeah, they're like, wait, why is the water so low? Oh, no. What is that? And just a huge shockwave and an even huger tsunami. Yeah. And Rachel has to bubble them all into cocoons. Yeah, into like these crazy looking like energy caskets. And Um, and then she tries to use her nuclear, her hydrogen bomb powers against the tsunami. It does not work, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, They all have to fucking, I do like them just shattering out of these energy cocoons. Yeah. Yeah, and when they wake up, Rachel's gone, and oh no, we have Rick Jones, professional sidekick to everyone. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, oh god, I, okay, I can't, like, Rick Jones is like the, is like a Hulk character, right, initially? He's, he, uh, he is many characters. He started as a Hulk character. Yeah. And then he just kind of bounced around being other people's sidekicks. He was with with the Avengers for a while as their sidekick. <laughs> as their collective sidekick. So yeah, this whole bit of him like, you know, be trying to, you know, get on to get to be everybody's sidekick as as a hustle is a whole play off of that. That they just toss this character around as as the universal sidekick. Yeah, which is a pretty good joke. Um And luckily, he has a Quinjet. <laughs> Unluckily, uh, Rachel got stolen by the Avengers. <laughs> or the Fantastic Four. Or whoever. Yes. Someone. Somebody did. I, man. The, the fucking, like, derangement of, like, how this goes wrong is so crazy. Like, they get on the, they get on the plane, and they're still dressed like goobers. So they have to, like cut up like uh kitty and and megan's dresses so they can move around more uh easily and rick being like a horny teenager is like wowza uh-huh. <laughs> just, just just a complete goober 
and that leads them to like almost crash into a gigantic dude. <laughs> yeah, what if, what if a dude grew really big? Well, you see, uh, for a while there, he only grew really small, but yes. then he, then he, he, he got back his powers to grow really big. Yeah, this is and the, this is the Anted Men Man, yeah. or, or the Giant yes. Man. Was it Giant? Yeah. I think it was Giant Man first, right? And then it was like Ant Man. I don't know. I, I do not. I am not a Hank uh, Pin historian. Yeah. All you need to know is that he hit his wife once, and that's basically what decided his entire character. Yeah. Um, After that, they, they, it turns out you hit your white wife once, and nobody likes you. I mean, to be fair, that's fair. But it's it's it is funny how they decided like that's just his character now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like he just gets to be one of history's greatest monsters. This shit's crazy though. Where he has grown to such a titanic size that his very movements, like, shake the earth and cause uh, uh, tidal waves. And his breath, like, breathing in is enough to change the weather on earth. (laughs) He is just wandering around the Atlantic and I guess just destroyed Atlantis on his way around. Yeah, just accidentally stepped on Atlantis. Which is why the Submariner shows up with a giant gun. Namor's got the, the a cable gun. He does have a cable gun. Should we even bother explaining the Submariner? Well, okay, so you know Aquaman. What if he was a complete asshole? <laughs> yeah, what if he was like a weird xenophobic psychopath like dictator who yeah, but, dressed in but a also- snow? Yeah, like that, but he doesn't have a hook hand, like when that happened with Aquaman. <laughs> I love how like a- like like Aquaman became like a Captain Ahab weirdo for a while, <laughs> but he but- shoots uh, Goliath slash Ant Man slash uh, fucking all sorts of things. Yellow uh, jackets slash had the hanked pin. Yes. Uh, shoots him in the leg and it like takes a while I actually like missed this on, like until looking at it now when he's stepping by like an entire like 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 cargo ship is just being knocked away yeah yeah and and Anted Man is so big that it takes him a long time to realize he's dead yes and so he crashes over and they just kind of like end up in like New York I guess yeah, they, they ride the tsunami to New York. <laughs> God, and just shit is just happening. Literally is, everyone is fighting everyone else right now. Yeah, if if you can think of a, a, a comical character, they are somewhere in this huge fight. Yeah, Because like, that's what Manhattan is. It's just a big thing where all the superheroes fight. Things that's fighting a every... scroll. Uh, uh, Black Bolt is fighting Kang, I think that is. Yeah. And it's his the sound effect of Kang when it punches him in the head. Yeah. Punches dumb helmet and it makes a Kang sound. There's just a sentinel like as a backdrop that they're fighting yeah. in. God, there's uh, so many d- gurus. Yeah, there's so many gurus. But luckily, we've we've uh, got Axe everybody is caught up in Axe of Vengeance quotation marks. <laughs> Like it's a like an event comic. I mean, that is an event. Comic. Oh no, that's so dumb. <laughs> it's a reference. I regret to. Oh, I thought that was like just a doing a bit, but no, it's an actual <laughs> reference. But yeah, like they see Captain America who has a gun now and is like a 
something. I was going to say is cyborg, but he's like a gray man with like a fucked up mutant face. He's definitely, I think he's, he's a cyborg and a corpse. Yeah, he's like a cyber zombie mate like that got like put back together by Tony Stark and just has a gun now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he has an eye that has a computer in it. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's almost the 90s and special eyes are in. <laughs> special eyes are in. Uh, Does not glow in a star pattern, so we, we're safe. He's not a psychic. For now. That's how you know. <laughs> Or he doesn't have luck powers. Or he doesn't use his mutant powers through his, his double sword. Oh, man. Uh, they gotta just split up and look for clues, basically. Um, and it's just it's just a long string of bits. That's that's, that's just, just so many bits. They go to the Baxter building, which is the Fantastic Four, and they have to, like, take a number to serve, and it's like... The number they get is ten to the twenty third power, and oh. luckily the the, uh, the caption explains that uh, ten to the twenty third is a very big number. <laughs> yeah, thanks, compiler Kavanaugh. A- after the characters in the story are like, "No, I already know this is a big number. I'm a I'm a smart character. You don't need to explain it to me." Yeah, and of course it's it's now serving number seven. Yes, of course. And literally every villain you can think of is in line. Yes. Like the fucking goober for the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie and just us, another Skrull. Well, you see, it was easier to get into Indy's Last Crusade than this. Ah, man. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, Uptown, fucking uh, Loki who's Thor and Thor who's Loki are fighting each other. Yes. (laughs) Which is actually pretty fucking cool looking. <laughs> um uh a Modoc fell down and he he is he is the egg man. Yes, he goo, cracks goo, goo, like goo. an egg. Of uh, fucking Namor has big flippers. He's <laughs> got <laughs> big flippers so he can swim. <laughs> because normally yeah, because normally he has wing feet for some reason. For those that don't know. Yes, for those that don't know, Namor is it's, it's got some uh some uh, godly stuff going on. He's got the funny wing feet. Yeah, like a Hermes. Oh, uh, the Hulk shows up and uh, is like threatening Captain Britain, so he defends himself. And uh, fucking the Hulk uh, starts blubbering like a baby. Um, yeah, it turns out in this universe, Hulk Hulk talks bad because he's literally a baby. Yes, as opposed to just being a caveman, basically. Yeah, and we go back to damage coordination. Which is a, which is, it's like damage control, but different. <laughs> I read a comic book about these people. <laughs> um, fucking Hawkeye just killed Bullseye in the front. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like whistling because he's doing the fucking, like, uh, you know, shoot an apple off your head bit. But, you know, Bullseye's, like, thing is he has a bullseye on his head. So it just shot him dead square in the head. Also, it's Bullseye. Come on. Yeah. It's, you would, who wouldn't kill Bullseye? fucking they're just referencing all sorts of other goobers like adam warlock yeah it's it's just we we get to see a whole collection of goobers you got the you got the dorm the dormammu the the dormonster's dad (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck 
Um, there's like a bit of like, uh, fucking, what is her name? It's like Enchantress or some shit. Uh, mm-hmm. gonna cut Medusa's hair, which again, she has like hair control powers. So like, that's the yeah. joke there. There's like a fucking amazing shot where like they're talking to Mysterio, who is a, a Spider-Man villain about like getting new outfits. And like Daredevil is just crashing through a window, <laughs> like mid conversation. <laughs> They're like, don't he, mind him. He just does that. Yeah, he's the man without common sense, as opposed to the man <laughs> without fear. There's some good Daredevil bits in this comic. Oh man, yeah. Um, but hey, every every the important thing, Mysterio is here to give people costumes yes. and to upgrade Megan's costume. Yeah, fucking Megan's outfit is so fucking good. It's it's real strong. Yeah, she almost could have got shoes on, but no, she just gets the little, like, a ballerina things. Nah, she's a freak, so she can't wear shoes. <laughs> she's, like, a weird fairy creature. Uh, that's that's the rules. But no, it's this is, like, the outfit that, like, I always ever, I've always, I was always seen this character, and I just didn't know who they were. Um, and, like, this is the, so this is the outfit, I guess, that sticks, and it's fucking mm. great. Even though it is literally just the letter M like that's that's the outfit. She's just wearing the leather M yeah. twice. She's got the M over her thighs and over her boobs. Yes, but it looks great. The off the shoulder look, look it's 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 really strong. Ugh, fucking, um, they're still trying <laughs> just... to look for Rachel, and there's like a running bit. Like, there's, like a, there's a bit with like an auditions, and it's like every version of Wolverine that's ever existed, <laughs> like yeah. are in a line studying their lines. <laughs> fucking good oh man and then the comic book writers show up again (laughs) yeah the comic book writers are there and they're like chained to a giant contraption but like um fucking they're surrounded by like smoking hot babes yeah it is it is chris claremont with the x and uh and, and and john byrne with the a John Byrne, uh, who was like Chris Claremont's like co-plotter for a lot of the big ones, like the Phoenix Saga. That's great. He pretty much created the modern idea of uh, She-Hulk, who breaks the fourth wall and makes jokes. That's awesome, and that's why she's here in like a negligee. Yeah. Also, he has the A because he was a big Avengers writer. That's great. After after working with uh, Chris, yes. That's... And also, he, he co-created, like, okay, Kitty Pride, Emma Frost, and Rachel Summers, and many other people. And he is responsible for your favorite uh, group, Alpha Flight. Incredible. Fucking, uh, fucking Alpha Flight. Eventually, we're going to have to talk about Alpha Flight someday, <laughs> just because, like, we can't not. Um, Christ. But it's a good, it's a good shot. It's, um, I don't know. It, like, on the one hand, it's the skeezy, like, I'm surrounded by attractive women kind of sexism shit. But on the other hand, it is kind of, it's always funny to have, like, the, like, I am the comic book writer. I could just inject myself into the story with all these attractive women. As they draw themselves as the dweebiest people imaginable. Yeah, it's great. I don't know. I think the She-Hulk, like, uh, decision is real choice. Um... Just projecting into the future, uh, the internet's eventual obsession with large women. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Jack Kirby invented the obsession with large women. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Remember. (laughs) Remember to salute your heroes every time you think about large women. Jack Kirby invented those. 
if you ever think of a giant woman, remember Big Barda. Mm-hmm. Big Barda's great. Even if she, she does have a really great. doofy-looking helmet, it's she's fucking great. Look, you cannot be a Jack Kirby creation without a doofy helmet. It's true. Um, meanwhile, back on the line, waiting for the like, waiting for the Fantastic Four. There's just another like sight gag bit where like it's a bunch of like villains. Um, like the beekeeper suit wearing ass aim, uh, fucking like okay, so the Dalek is the obvious bit, but like, isn't the guy in front of him like, like a new gods guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's one of the new gods. That's uh, uh, Apocalypse's son. Yeah, whose name I can never remember. Yeah, <laughs> not Apocalypse, but Dark Side, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're the same character. Wrong. Don't don't quote me on that. Important part is wrong. <laughs> wrong studio. Yeah, it's, she's just just slapping all these losers together. I do also like the watcher being like, I know what's going on, but I am I will never tell because I'm useless. <laughs> Ignore me. It's it's fucking great. Um, fucking. And and then we get what if Fantastic Four was shuffled and the thing was horny? Oh fuck! They like use a contraption to try to break open the casket that Rachel's in, and like it has a chain reaction where it just like jumbles all of the like bits, like all of the elements of the Fantastic Four together. So I think like, they were pre jumbled. No, they're. I don't know. It's weird. <clears throat> it's it, very. It unfair. doesn't really matter. I, 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 I guess I assumed they, they, they got jumbled by it, but it's you can't really tell outside of Reed what they all look like, um, before mm-hmm. uh, the explosion. The important part is <laughs> the thing looks real fucking horny. <laughs> yeah. What if the thing was a lady? Uh, a lady thing. It's like a they're like a lady thing, but they're wearing like a leotard. Um, and they got thick and ass thigh thighs. Eyes. And they got thick ass thighs and like a big like fucking wraparound shades. They, they <laughs> it's just like it's just kind of too powerful for its own good <laughs> as a redesign. Um, and then Galactus shows up. <laughs> I clapped because I love Galactus. Yeah, and then then uh, Chris Claremont takes off his purple pros inhibitors. Well, that, that happens in a second, but like. I just want to say, like, I love Galactus. Galactus is, like, the most, like, Kirby, I think, outside of, like, the the, the big coffee head guy. Yeah. Yeah, it, outside of the Celestials, yeah. he is. The, the, if you think of Kirby, think of Galactus. Yes. It's it's either Galactus or the Celestials, which I keep confusing with the Eternals because, like... They, they I mean, they are related. So. They are related and they end the same. But what I always mean is the big guy with the coffee head and, like, the Kirby circuitry thing going on on him and stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess Mother Boxes as well, but, like, I don't know. Galactus is, like, the most, like, we're never changing this design because if we did, it would ruin it. But if you, like, think about Galactus's design for two seconds, it's insane. I mean, yeah, every time they've tried to change it, it has ruined it. Let me tell you about the Fantastic Four movie. God, yeah, where he's just a big evil cloud. Yeah, just make him a cloud. <laughs> just make him un- un- Unlike the Silver Surfer uh, TV show, which is like, no, we're making him a weird CG guy. Yeah. In 1993. Which I, I, I do think actually does work really well for Galactus because it makes him feel so uncanny. 
in comparison mm. to everything else around him. Like, everything else around him is basically, like, a regular cartoon, and then he's this, like, eldritch, like, extra-dimensional being, basically. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I can recommend the Silver Surfer cartoon. It is shockingly good for something in the 90s that is usually at played at, like, 19x speed for plot, <laughs> plot stuff. Yes, 100%. I don't know. I just I I like Galactus. He's a I don't know. It's like I think it's just the same thing about like the way that like Darkseid is just a dude in a tunic with like a a craggly face. But mm. there's just so much about the like the eminence of the character that's really compelling. Like it's just this like implacable force. So it doesn't even matter that he kind of looks like sort of doofy if you think about it for two seconds because yeah. they're just carried so well. Like the weight of them is so strong. Uh, like Galactus just eats planets. That's just what he does. He he is an uh, he is an he is a <clears throat> an unplacable force of reality. He just exists to soak up all the excess entropy, basically. Yeah, you you cannot beat the Galactus. You can just you know distract him, yeah, you and can, that's your score, girl. <laughs> you can reason with him, maybe. Yeah, um, he he is sti- he feels really bad about eating your planet, but he's hungry. He's hungry, and he has to do it because that's what he's there for. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a, it's, I do like the fucking, ignoring all that, the reason why he's here on this planet is because it's been deemed too silly. <laughs> and he's going to eat it. This, this planet is too dumb and too silly. It'll actually affect all of causality if it ever, yeah, it, like, breaks out. Yeah, we're worried that it's going to affect all of the multiverse. <laughs> so I have to eat it. Uh, for the sake of everything else. Um, and yeah, and then so the uh, they have to hurry back to their train and they activate Widget and zoink off the planet. And then, like, some unbelievably compelling and well-written, like, apocalyptic writing just sort of happens out of nowhere. <laughs> like, just, it was, I was caught by this so hard. Like, it, like, it goes from, like, this, like, like, uh, all cylinders goofy comic about whatever and then when it actually gets to the part where like Galactus is destroying the planet it opens up with can a world scream <laughs> it just it's just threw me so bad it's this kind of beautiful little bit of purple prose about just the, like the entire planet being reduced to a barren rock like uh uh like all life being scoured off of it uh particle by particle um it's it's amazing it's 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 really crazy and it's like not even a full page it's three panels yeah it, it turns out uh chris claremont he can he can uh write some prose <laughs> dude can bring the heat the the like oh, i don't know like the the way also just the way that like like this like the scoured earth looks where it's this like horribly barren and misshapen rock with the like galactus's little like ship or probe or whatever it is just seeing there in like the dark spot of it and like somehow it's like it being contrasted with like the moon which is like perfectly fine obviously Mm. um in comparison it just is just really strong contrasting yeah and with the panel before that just having all the colors so you have this colorless ball because all of the life has been sucked into it yeah. sucked out of it yeah until nothing remains but bare barren bedrock uh it's unbelievable <laughs> well that's written 
Um, and there, the, and I do love the shot of like uh, Galactus sitting there on the moon. And he's like, or I guess it's the barren rock. It's it, I can't quite yeah. tell, but it's like no it's life. The barren remains. rock. Yeah. I mean, it could be a, on the moon. There, people live on the moon too. Yeah. The Earth's destiny was to be a dead world uh, until you showed up, and it zooms over to Impossible Man, <laughs> who is who looks like a. He looks like a mascot for peas. Like that's or like <laughs> that's that's what I always think of. He's he's like a weird or like an incredibly racist stereotype for Chinese people. Like that's what it looks like to me. He's this weird I, I just see him as a 50s Martian. He's sure, I don't know. He's not but like that the like the, the I think what it is is the eyebrows to me just reminds me a lot uh, yeah. of like really archaic forms of like racism about uh like Asian people uh, type drawings. Like I'm talking really pulp sci-fi type. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Fu yeah. Manchu and stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I always why it always makes me think that way. Um, but yeah, otherwise he does look like a really kind of like cartoony Martian. He's very yeah. He's like a he's like a, a universal trickster type, right? He's yeah. like a he, he he's a he's a mixel pick pickle mix mixel Yeah. Um, it, it's hard enough to say his name forward, much less backwards. Or a Batmite, or a fucking, I don't know. Um, Anything of that. Yeah, any sort of, like, reality-bending trickster, but he's just more of a, like, a goober about it. Um, but he basically, <laughs> like, Galactus is basically like, don't do this again, count this as a warning. Um, and the moment he leaves, of course, like, uh, Apostle Man just like makes the like uh planet alive again and everyone fighting yep. each other. Fucking not a single lesson learned. <laughs> I refuse to learn. I think that's the thing about Apostle Man. I refuse to learn anything is like his whole character. <laughs> I'm a I'm I am a one-dimensional board. That's that's what I am. I'm not gonna learn a single lesson. Yeah. I don't care how many morals you t- tell me. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, that's a, I don't know, that's such a roller coaster of a comic book. Like, it's so goofy. Everyone's doing such bits. Fucking, like, there's just so much shit happening. Um, like, there's a Dalek reference. Fucking. But, but it's a bookend between two things of ho- horrible world ending destruction. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know, it's like, it's like, comics are dumb, but this is like a positive, like, occurrence of it. We're all in a comic book, could you be like, huh, I kind of want to just, like, write this, like, beautiful bit of, like, random world apocalyptic poetry. Just sort of, like, mm-hmm. in the margins of my other dumb comic. Huh. They, they, they just let you do that. No, nobody stopped you. Nobody's stopping you. Um... For a few more years. <laughs> For a few more years. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we should also talk about uh, the other issue, issue fifteen. Um, yeah. Fucking... Which which starts off with the cover of our podcast. Yes, the return of TechNet. Yay! There they are. The the oh, all, all our our Glorbos. All our Glorbos and Blorbos. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Oh fucking! Oh, they're great. Um, Everybody's doing a bit in yeah. the first page. Thug is eating all of the cake and uh, like turkey. 
fucking uh the uh, i don't remember his name but the like forearmed dude is reading like a chess book china yeah, dolls pharaoh 2 pharaoh 2 right uh china doll is like does like the frog tongue thing and eats a fly out of the air fucking fucking body bag is smoking a pipe and it looks cool because it comes out of his little neck holes yeah it's great and then fucking like uh ring toss and um waxworks waxworks are just playing cards like in the yeah. middle of the room and waxworks has a little hat on and he's smoking a smoking a little pipe <laughs> he's smoking like a cigar it's so good oh man uh i forget what, uh i don't remember what the name of the airhead is like uh, uh scatterbrain scatterbrain right she her design's fantastic it's, it is still one of your designs it's still one of my it's so good um but yeah fucking they're all there getting their mission should we choose to accept that type of shit yeah um nigel who is as we know from the various issues is very trustworthy is telling them that hey you need to uh, save uh 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 jamie braddock he's uh Bryn's brother um, yeah, got got saved by this guy, uh, Doc Croc, and boy, is there gonna be some stuff about him. Yeah, he is now sentenced to death by slow torture by this uh, uh, African warlord uh, slash uh, crocodile slash cyborg <laughs> named Josh yeah. and Dingy, also known as Doc Croc. <clears throat> uh, I do, I do enjoy the alien thing of them like looking at this like conventionally attractive man uh he's ugly yes uh and f- and then D- D- doc croc just yeah finally first decent y- yabo I've, yeah it's I've first decent looking yabo <laughs> i fitted on this orb <laughs> just so much so much sci-fi bullshit at yeah once. looking at the orb oh man it always comes back to orbs on this podcast it does. It's, it's finally it's Orbcast. Ugh, fucking, I still can't get over the fact that like Thug looks like he's dressed like a scroll, but like I don't <laughs> think that's intentional. They just they just dressed him like a scroll for some reason. Yeah. If you got a green guy, eventually you're going to look like a scroll. Yeah. I don't know. But they zonk out uh, like a, a number of them, but not all of them. <clears throat> still got fucking waxwork with the pipe yeah she looks great uh meanwhile in another reality a crazy thing is happening this is this is yeah. the kind of thing i w- i'm super here for which is like <laughs> flashing to other worlds and us just getting to see edit context snippets like we don't know what the fuck happened we can just kind of guess that's always my favorite sort of form of this kind of like reality hopping thing it's like once basically once the story gets into the groove of the thing um and so they're in the middle of the plains of london um we're on season seven of sliders here (laughs) like out in the deserts of london um uh which looks a lot like the, the the wild west they're riding around on like the london uh uh, the like London Express like uh, uh, wagon yeah, dressed as cowboys. Tube. It's got the little London tube symbol on it. Yeah, dressed like Brian's dressed as a cowboy, which looks amazing. <laughs> uh, 
they're being yeah. chased by like savages, but they're you know they're they're British savages. Yeah. Yeah. So what if we took Native American stereotypes and just shoved as much British on top of that as yeah. we could? It's like a reality in which like Europe is the like uncultured, uncivilized, whatever. Like there's a lot of like baggage there, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's the like. It's the, it, the, Europe was the Wild West and America was the, like, uh, the, the one colonizing it, I guess. Yeah, the, 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 there's going to be some baggage in these next couple panels. So it's, it's, it's just put it to the side and not unpack it. Oh, fuck. The, the fucking, like, again, like, again, like I said, like, once they get into the stride of it, where there's, like, they're, like, Alistair and, and, and Widget are, like, a, a tie to a totem pole that um, Megan, who is a frog for some reason, and Kurt, who's dressed as like a fucking like uh, like like Wild West burlesque dancer type shit, are like carrying him away. For some reason, Kitty's like in a buffalo monster costume with big feet. Yeah, it's it's. It- like it looks like based off one of the uh, buffalo costumes uh, that 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 uh, some tribes would have. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't recognize the big feet. I guess it looks really. I weird. don't recognize the big feet either. Um, I think that's a new thing. <laughs> but it's just kind of like the like oh we gotta get out of here. Uh, they use they use Lockheed as a flamethrower to like uh, hide their way out. And, um, and they managed to 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 zoop away to a whole nother world just in time. Yeah, it's it, like I said, it doesn't need context or explanation. It's just a funny thing that happens. <laughs> Who was that masked man? Uh, meanwhile, in Africa, Gatecrasher like makes us think she's gonna crash a gate. <laughs> Instead, they just <laughs> teleport. <laughs> she's it's like, all right, you know I can teleport, right? I I I do not like the dialect stuff that they do in this. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a Chris Claremont original. I'm, Everybody's gonna have a dialect, and it's I'm not ex- always gonna be good. I'm extremely of the mind that you should just not do dialects in comic books, like, like, or like in anything really. But like mm. because like the translation of like this person sounds this way and you're trying to like phonetically sound it out by doing like accented dialect is just it's just, it's just not a great idea just don't do it <laughs> just, yeah. especially since you're gonna have a bunch of people who don't have who you are now saying don't have any dialect yeah or there there is unaccented english yes. that is correct yeah, which which important factor? There's no such thing as a non-accented uh, uh, dialect. It's just how much it's naturalized. Yeah. It turns out uh, all all various forms of English have accents. If you say your English doesn't have a- an accent, uh, I grant to inform you, you 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 got one. Yeah, I mean it's also just like a tremendously like very uh, uh, what is it like colonizer mindset oh, type yeah. shit to be like. I don't have an accent. Everybody else has an accent. And I don't know. It's just, it's the problem of like doing that sort of stuff enforces that kind of mindset that there's a kind of like, um, unaccented language that people can be speaking in. Um, there's colonizer and classism. You got both your bases covered. 
Yeah, I also am not a big fan of just one of these characters being a big guy with a machete. Just kind of like has yeah. like a lot of like loaded imagery to it. Yeah, he. Yeah, I really don't like that 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 character's design at all. Yeah, like he, he's just there so that he can get zonked out by Scatterbrain, but like. But but yeah, the to 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 catch the listeners up, the Technet has burst into this uh this uh compound yeah. and just you know taken out all the uh the uh the native guards. Yes. Turn some people into like uh, Laffy Taffy. Yeah, or just punch them in some cases. Yeah, uh, they come into um, uh, James in like underwear being tortured. I guess. Yeah. Esoterically. Very esoterically. He's just got his hair and his earrings pulled onto to two poles as he's being. Wow. I, just, I think he's being, like, stabbed with hot pokers by, like, again, a character that looks a lot more like a gremlin than, like, a real human being. Yeah. Um, again, these are supposed to be, like, native Africans. I don't, I don't right. like this. All right, let, let me, all right, let me go through why the hell does, does the witch woman and Dr. Croc look like that? Okay. <laughs> There's right. some context here. There is some context. The it okay. It is uh, the context is it's 1985, and you want to do like you, you want to do a story about how hey maybe you're looking at these uh, these we're gonna drop you two of these really uh, racist looking characters at, who have stolen uh, you know uh, Captain Britain's. Uh, weird uh older brother and then uh, next issue after cliffhanger we're gonna explain hey maybe you were wrong for having uh assumptions about them oh i it's we're doing one of those yeah they, they these really obviously evil looking characters are actually the good guys in this certain area yes yeah that's yeah i don't know I get the the context of like them trying to do that, but it's definitely one of those things where you're like, I don't know, I don't think you could have done it like this. Yeah, there, there's a I, I, a lot of it is the problem with like aesthetics, right? Like, because on the one hand, like Doc Rock does have a lot of just generically like looks like a bad guy kind of elements to it, but there's also just a lot of like really racially stereotypical aesthetic stuff going on where they they look a lot more inhuman than like everybody else does yeah it, yeah express especially the uh witch woman yeah it's it's un it's very unpleasant it's like I, and the thing about it is like i guess like it's like like you know trying to lean on stereotypes as a way of trying to do a twist is a thing but again it's like i don't think these are the people to try and do that especially in the 1980s um I don't think some white dudes were the right call here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the witch woman gets zonked out by, like, Joy Boy giving her what she wants, which is, like, uh, to be one with the cosmos. So she just kind of, like, unexists. She, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> she becomes the power cosmic. Yeah. yeah. She And I she comes back, like, once or twice ever since then. Yeah. 
But it's okay. She doesn't die. Technically. It even says in the comic book she'll recover. Yeah, but never be the same. Uh, Gatecrasher gets like a whiff of like something's not right here. Uh, but then gets like zonked out on illusion gas. You might say she gets an even bigger whiff. Yeah. Of this illusion gas, this Joker, <laughs> this, this this Joker gas, this uh, this fear poison. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have time for that. It's time for uh, uh, Universal movie uh, riffs. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, their train has crashed into uh, London. <laughs> Fucking this like crazy uh, like Transylvania castle looking thing with yeah with yeah. all sorts of. Uh, Universal movie monsters. There's a very stupid sight gag of like a bunch of brains in a jar, and there's their really tiny brain, and it says "comic critic" on it. <laughs> um, again, like th- like I said, this is like this is my favorite kind of thing of this, where they're just the stride of it is just insane. Like they show up, and like like Kitty's like a vampire woman, and like Megan is like a wolf woman <laughs> with like with a yes. collar, and Kurt just shows up with like. A tub of smelly goo and like a like um, flamingo, a gr- but it's a green flamingo. <laughs> um, fucking Kitty threatens to bite Alistair, and then just as like a final punchline, and also Brian's just a duck, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fucking bizarre. Um. We get a weird thing where Gatecrasher, who eventually, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a hallucination, but she, like, you know, sees this, like, you know, beautiful African, like, safari-ass-looking uh, uh, African uh, landscape where a bunch of pro- poachers show up who are, like, monster people with guns for hands, which is, like, almost too subtle of <laughs> a, like, yeah. visual uh, yes. design, in he- my opinion. <laughs> Who who kill all the animals and only take their 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 uh, pelts and uh and uh tusks. Yeah, this this is a metaphor for white people. Um, and uh, then we get to see a reference to the uh, Ethiopian famine of the eighties. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's it's fucked up and dark. Yeah. yeah, it turns out somebody was selling the Red Cross famine relief. Oops. And it was Jamie Braddock. Yeah. Who shows up as like a fucking like Bond villain. Yeah. And also he was taking people as slaves. Yippee. It's okay. He was taking white people as slaves. Yay. I mean, we had to get white slavery in here. It was one of those like we don't want to do him take we want him to be taking be extra evil, but also the 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 whole t- him taking black people as slaves maybe we don't want to play with that imagery. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a fine line to walk, but I I almost think it would have been more if they just went for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, Gatecrasher is in the role of one of the people he has taken as a slave. Yeah, and he is, he is just threatening her with a knife and saying, "Yeah, you're too ugly. I should just kill you." Yeah, it's fucked up. And then Opalula Saturnine is there, and then a giant crocodile is there. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and and she, she, uh, she throttles the crocodile, and it turns out the crocodile was Doc Croc, but yeah. a hallucination. Yeah, and she's like, why did you even do this? Uh, and he's like, I was trying to show you something. Show you the truth of who this, who, 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 you know, the, the Nigel had told you to save. Yeah, it's definitely trying to play around with some stuff, but I think that it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it very the 80s about it, I guess. Yeah. It's All like, right. what, if, what if the white guy was the bad guy the whole time? Alright, now, do you want to hear the backstory of, of this? Sure. Lay it on me. Alright. Uh, we'll go with the... Uh, the. Alright, so the quick rundown. Uh, yeah. Uh, Captain Britain goes to Africa after being told that uh, his his brother had been taken by the, the evil warlord uh, uh, Doc Croc. Mm-hmm. And he he gets gassed and finds out that his brother had been taking uh, relief aid from uh, 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 starving people in Africa, taking people as slaves, uh, selling, and in general just being a horrible human being, just to make just because like he he was like yeah I'm making some money and I'm being happy that's all I care about I care about no one. And at the end of the comic, uh, Captain Britain is like, yeah, uh, I, I'm i just going to leave him to you. Jeez. You're the ones who should punish him correctly. Yeah, I mean, I guess. it. It's just, I think it's just so weird, the aesthetics of what's happening here. Oh, yeah. Like... Well, okay, there's a reason for the, uh, there's another reason for this. Okay. Uh, okay. Have you heard of a, a person called Mark thatcher <laughs> what all right you might have heard of his mother margaret thatcher okay yes one of, one of actually history's greatest monsters all right so uh all right all right so you see jamie jamie braddock is a race car driver and was for a while and then they didn't know what to do with him and then mark thatcher decided to go to do the uh, dakar rally in the sahara with mm-hmm. no preparation, doesn't really know how to, uh, you know, read a compass, and gets lost like, like thirty something miles off the track. It becomes an international incident. His mother like sends a bunch of planes, convinces everybody to look for him, and then after they find him, uh, him and his father run up like uh, uh, an eleven thousand uh, dinar debt in the hotel with like. Like a third of it just being alcohol. And later, a few years later, uh, there was going to be... the Saudi Arabia was asking for a weapons deal. And uh, while, you know, having horrible human rights, it was kind of a thing at the time. You, luckily, Saudi Arabia has never done anything bad afterwards. But uh, yeah, uh... Mark got a uh, a million something dollar house from uh, the uh, the uh, Saudi royalty for his help in in getting a big defense deal through. All right. And then in two thousand four, he uh, helped. He attempted to do a coup in Equatorial Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! And uh 
So, okay, first him and and his fellow losers, who most of who you know worked were former Rhodesian uh, 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 military. This is just um, like turned into a behind the bastards episode. Yeah, got on, got on a uh, got on a uh, a giant uh, like the largest plane in the world. It hit a it hit a bird. They went back. Everybody knew what their plan was, and then a few months later, they got on the largest plane in the world again and went back to Equatorial Guinea and uh, got off their 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 airplane. Get, went to where their uh, big box of guns was going to be, and every single cop, and 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 like every military person from multiple countries was there with guns on them, telling them no. <laughs> but it's okay. He got out. He had he had no punishment, and now he is Sir Mark Thatcher. Huh. And uh, that's why uh, Jamie Braddock is the way he is. <laughs> because he, they are like, no, we're going to make, this Mark Thatcher guy is so bad. We're going to turn this, you know, rich, uh, rich car driver guy into Mark Thatcher, which means making him the worst. Making him one of history's greatest monsters. Oh, man. That I'm glad is... comics, comic books, uh, they might have politics in them sometimes. Oh, that's insane. I just think they should have drawn it better, I guess. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. It They're, they're playing with stuff here, but they just, like, drew it weird. Yeah. But, I don't know, I guess, I guess, so I guess Doc Croc is based as fuck then. Uh, yeah, oh. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, also uh, the the backstory for Doc Croc is why he looks like that is very silly. All right. Okay. So uh, he was with the like RCX, which was uh, a, a British uh, like government thing, and he was gonna go, uh, uh, you know, uh, help uh, take a warpy baby f- uh, for the, for the British government. And then the baby exploded. <laughs> and Sorry. so he Sorry, a what yeah, baby? A warpy. So, uh yeah, the, the there was a, a dude who could uh warp the fabric of reality and that led to a bunch of babies being born who were off-brand mutants. Okay. In the Captain Britain comic. Okay. And one of them just exploded in, in, while uh, while uh, uh, Doc Croc was picking him up, and so he got you know burned and exploded, and then the 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 R- RCX rebuilt him, and then were very angry when he did not use his multi million dollars of a reconstructive surgery to help the British Empire, and instead went back to his home country to help help it. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is that Doc Doc Croc is one of the coolest characters. In <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he, literal doctor. <laughs> literal doctor, actual crocodile. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so fucking crazy. <laughs> Comic books are so insane. <laughs> like they're so insane because it's like they'll just do dumb shit like that Nazi episode, and then like it's and like and shit like this will just make one of the coolest nerds. Mm. Out of fucking nowhere. 
Um, it's so great. Um, and elsewhere, uh, the it, it look looks like Excalibur has made it back to the real Earth. Earth six one six, you might say. Oh god, I forgot it's got like a number. Yeah, it's got a number. There's... Because of Captain Britain. Oh fuck! Come on. <laughs> it, the number for the Marvel the, for the Prime Marvel Universe came from a Captain Britain comic. That's... Regret to inform you, <laughs> you are one step removed from the origin of the multiverse. Oh, that sucks so bad. I hate multiverses. <laughs> they're right up there with shared universes. God. I do like this bit, though, where they're just like... The train is just broken and covered in graffiti now. Um, they're just dressed like fucking clowns. Like, specifically, like... Kitty's wearing a fruit hat. Uh, Brian's dressed as, like, a communist Captain Britain. Uh, and then, like... I don't really describe like Kurt's outfit. It's like a like a ringleader kind of thing. Uh nineteen twenties uh pretty boy. Yeah. But got the straw hat and the white suit and everything. There's just like a big rat in the corner for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh, that's the strike rat. The inflatable strike rat. God. Um a fucking an insane thing happens where like um Megan and Rachel are both sleeping and then like their powers do the intertwining thing again uh and they wake up but they're wearing each other's clothes uh but also still in their respective colors which again mm-hmm. like Rachel looks great <laughs> in like the <laughs> Megan outfit but in red like it looks so fucking cool it does Oh man, I I'm so sad that like later uh later Rachel outfits will just suck. Like I'm not talking about like in this, but like in like the broader X Men Marvel cinematic universe. <laughs> like Rachel's outfits will just suck later on. Um, it, there's, if there's only one constant, eventually everyone will get a sucky costume. Yeah, everyone will get a crappy redesign. Um. But yeah, Rachel once again not happy with the intertwining powers and it and all that. Yeah, might say she has some kind of trauma. Yeah, it's possible. But it also causes Widget to go off and they get like zoinked out again. Yeah. Oopsie. Oh no, they just got home. Uh. Meanwhile, James Braddock is experiencing string theory. Um, his powers, I guess they are, are crazy. Yeah. Um, he's, like, zonked out. They're in the middle of, like, uh, Brighton again, uh, at the pier. Because, uh, the little teleporting goober, the little lizard guy, uh, they used to teleport, uh, fired off and brought them back home. But uh, now they have the problem of James is there now. And he's just kind of like invisibly feeling out the world around him. Because no one else can see the like. Mm. He, he's, he's, he seems to experience the world as a series of strings. Um, yeah, and, and he's gone so far that he thinks he is. 
he's just been tortured so long he has no connection to reality mm-hmm. he's completely messed up um body bag tries to get him and he like does this horrible thing where he like grabs the strings that make up body bag and like yoinks them um and body bag gets pulled in all sorts of horrible directions at the same time yeah for for pulling strings it looks horribly gruesome even though like no gore is happening yeah it just you can just like feel the physical way that this person this this alien boy is breaking um thug and pharaoh 2 go for him and get similar treatment um so it's case scatterbrain she she manages to touch him and oh no she manages to touch him and he is too crazy for her yeah so it like fucks her up instead really bad uh and then she loses her bones yeah and it kind of turns into a cape (laughs) it's really crazy looking uh and she kind of gets like and he kind of gets like put back together a bit um yeah and just kind of fucks with all their like he kind of just like turns all of their powers on them um uh one by one yeah he he goes from being in a dream to lucid dreaming but still being like yeah none of this is real doesn't matter yeah so i'm just breaking it all the joy boy one's pretty brutal because joy boy tries to get him with his uh powers and it just breaks the the little baby man yeah the little little baby man can't give him what he wants because he's already getting what he wants yeah and i guess he just has some sort of limits meanwhile james uh doesn't yeah it's a good line yeah um then they they send in the accountant (laughs) send in the accountant i do really like that they kind of have to like um, they do have to kind of do the whole like you know. All right, we just kind of have to just rush him. Um, I do. Um, I do really like fucking Doc Ock, or Doc Ock, Doc Croc. Uh, he's just like, okay, this is my responsibility. We have to kill him now. Yeah, um, yeah. I should have just killed him. Yeah. And, and Gatecrasher is like, okay, I guess I'll be a hero. Yeah, I like his. I like the description. He's like a child's demand for instant, absolute gratification, matched to the power to make it so, and free of all of his moral restraints. Yeah, that uh, uh, Jamie Braddock's uh, a cool villain. He's a, a cool villain. Person. He's a cool villain, a horrible person, and just like also just an average run of the mill white guy. Like I think that's the most like kind of the cool part about it i guess like he's just a rich white dude with unlimited power and that's the scariest thing in the world there's nothing more scary than a rich british man who has (laughs) unlimited power yeah Uh, but i'm always a big fan of like whatever the risk whatever the cost we have to stop them yeah it's that shit's always great and then just kind of the pier turns into crackles like it's just yeah. it's just red and orange like red and yellow lightning storm happens. And then I don't remember if we see what happens to them. It's just sort of uh, we do in the, in the oh, last right. Like, panel. Right, 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 yeah. Ba- 
Um, but, but first, uh, Apocalypse World. Yeah, this is another really cool one where it's like a like a frozen nightmare world that it, like is just literally like a nuclear war happened. Yeah, um, nuclear winter wo- uh, world. Seemingly everyone's dead. Um, and like Megan's the Captain Britain now. Yeah, uh, in this world, or like a version of Megan is Captain Britain now. Um, because you know Brian died, so it only seemed right, which I think is a really like fast and quick, unbelievably tragic moment. Yeah. They're they're speed running the tragedy in this one panel in one I, page. I do like uh uh Megan's Captain Britain outfit. It looks great. Yeah, Helmet's a little bit doofy looking, but everything else is great. Look, you gotta um, fit her hair in there. Yeah, gotta fit it somehow. But they even say like, "Hey, do you want to just like." take us take you with us like you don't have to stay here um but and... her fainness comes out and she wants to uh, be there when the world here heals to uh help it uh finally be whole yeah it's it's a beautiful little moment out of nowhere like i said i love these kind of speed run things because we don't really need to see all the context of it anymore we just have to know they're in another world something fucked up has happened and they're just getting their way back um also this thing of like rachel is just fucking burnt out <laughs> like mm-hmm. quite literally from having to warp worlds so consistently um but yeah then we return back to brighton and like uh, like james is always in this really horrible like pose i don't like where his like head's like cricked up onto his onto his shoulder Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely supposed to make it look really crazy, which it does. But the, for me, very specifically, I had a really bad like neck injury once that basically meant that I could only hold my neck in that position uh, for like months, and like I, so it just makes me think of that, and so it just makes me feel really uncomfortable to look at. He's got a little crick in his neck from sleeping wrong. Yeah, because he's in a dream. But they. Uh... But yeah, it turns out uh, N- Nigel is. Decent at convincing crazy people. Yeah. Convinced TechNet. Now convinced uh, uh, Jamie to like, hey, come in my car. I'm going to bring you to uh, to <laughs> Courtney Ross. Hey, can I who's... can I interest you in dominion over half the world? And he, it, he doesn't really say anything to that offer. He's just like, yeah, whatever. And then all of TechNet is just gonk, gonked out. Just yeah. Fucking. Just recovering. Fucking. Uh, body bag is literally eating paint like it's an ice cream tub. Yeah. Um, fucking. They're all watching Roseanne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're just like, ah, I love it when a plan comes together. Um. And, uh, unfortunately we have to see, I guess, what happened to, uh, Doc Croc. He's been reduced to a tiny little baby crocodile. It still He's has, like, little the... robot parts. Yeah. Oh, fucking... What a tragic fate to befall <laughs> Doc Croc, who I, who I have just learned is the coolest. <laughs> B- bucking British colonialism <laughs> and turning into a cool <laughs> robot man. Oh no, why Why do I have to have feelings for this person right before something horrible happens to them? <laughs> why does this always happen? 
But yeah, elsewhere, one final time, they we uh, see the train, it's been busted open, and everyone's in the, like, comic book dead people pose. Mm. <laughs> like, that's the only way I can describe it. They, they're laying on the ground in a way no body has ever laid on the ground. Yes. But comes up in comic books so often. Um, yeah, like, Brian and Megan are just laying conked out, and, like, Widget is, like, a mouth agape half buried in the sand. Uh, and that's where we end our our uh, issues. Uh, next week, Kurt Wagner, Warlord. And uh, this is a Warlord of Mars reference, right? Yeah, yeah it's Warlord of Mars. It's uh, it's good old, uh, like that Disney movie. God, that didn't do very well. <laughs> so nobody saw it and have no idea what we're talking about. It's the original Isekai. Yep. Fucking old-timey sci-fi pulp uh uh what if mars was inhabited type thing oh man but it's about excalibur instead yeah so i saw it, that like, it, the, the cover for next week is insane yeah this cover is so good oh, man but yeah that's i think uh our episodes for the most part yeah let's see uh fashion watch uh megan i think gets it like automatically yeah because she gets a new outfit and it looks amazing yeah she, she gets a costume change and it's good yeah she wears it really well like i don't know it like somehow it just fits the character very well being just kind of like because she's this very you know like free spirit type you know head full of sand mm-hmm. uh so like the the feet out it kind of makes sense um the off the shoulder look is always great looking um it kind of like works for her the way her power set sort of like works uh in terms of her shapes um and it just also just looks really good it's a good outfit um fucking uh <laughs> i'm trying to think of who my excalibur of the week is um <laughs> can it be doc croc um yeah why not uh it's either that or galactus i don't know galactus is just always my favorite and i love seeing him in anything um <laughs> i love when he kills planets it's my favorite it's, it's great it's always uh, a good time for everyone i don't know TechNet being here is always like gives them points for that um but yeah i don't know i feel like excalibur was definitely like the b plot of these of these issues um things were just sort of happening around them and they were in it yeah yeah uh, they, it was very much uh, the 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 uh, the second one is very much setting up uh, 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 Jamie for later, and the first okay. one is just we're just doing a thing. Just, I'm honestly just doing bits. I'm so excited for James Braddock as a villain, in the same way that I'm so really excited for this like uh, Opal Lunar Satar Nine like mm-hmm. plot line to like because like the thing about it that's it like cool to me is that like Excalibur has no idea about the fact that these switched like that like courtney ross is got uh uh zonked out of existence and has been replaced by this other woman um like that that just hasn't come to head yet which is super interesting uh and it feels like you know we're starting to build up more of a roster of problems for them to have to deal with when they finally do get back to earth yeah when Uh, they they finally get back to earth 616 yeah they'll, they'll have a lot of a lot of problems to deal with yeah. So that shit's fucking cool. Um, I'm I'm real excited for that stuff. 
but I also just I don't know. I love this kind of like this kind of like zonking between worlds and just dumb shit happening uh form of like because I feel like we spent just kind of like a little too much time in the medieval world. Um yeah, definitely too much for what it had going on. Yeah, I don't I don't think it really deserved like the like it's like I think it was like both issues were like the, the medieval world, right? Yeah. Like we did last week. Yeah. Both like issues a, and part of one of these. Yeah, I just felt like it was going on a little too long. But the rest of them are really like a little interesting vignettes, and that's what I liked about them. Um but yeah. Uh otherwise, um I guess Tazril, tell us what are we reading next week. Uh next week we'll be reading both of the uh the the Kurt Wagner Warlord. Yes. Sixteen and seventeen. Yeah. Oh, which is going to be a Barsoon thing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big Barsoon thing. Yeah, references to a piece of media I don't think any any of our listeners would possibly know about. None of our listeners were alive when th- this was w- written. <laughs> God. Um. But yeah, uh, otherwise, um, I think that's the end of the episode. Yeah, so, been- hope you liked it. <laughs> Next X time, next X channel. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.